Kira, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. You're listening to B-Sides Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. We've just been talking to Councillor Laurie Foon about the long-term plan, or LTP, as we shall call it, because it sounds a bit more exciting. Um, this half of the show, we're going to talk to Trish Given. So Trish is a bit of an icon, of an icon in Wellington. Yes, you are, Trish. <laughs> she runs the Mount Vic Hub, and last year she won an absolutely positively Wellingtonian award for her contribution to many, many community groups that she's involved with, including the Irish Association, Cycle Wellington, the Innermost Gardens, and many more. So, Trish, can you tell me, first of all, let's let's go a bit biographical on it. How did you come to be in Wellington? Tell me about your journey to Wellington. Okay, so I moved here 11 and a half years ago. I married a Kiwi. He's from the South Island with a more Irish name than myself. His name is Kevin O'Donnell. <laughs> and we met in Sydney, moved back to Ireland for a little while. I'm, I'm Irish as well. In case anyone wanted to tell. And um, <laughs> went to Sydney on my OE, met him, went to Ireland and then ended up here because um, he didn't really settle in Ireland. So And we both love it here. So we thought, right, OK. And we both loved Wellington as well. So it was a no brainer to come down here. And a bit like Laurie, I, I started out in the fashion industry as well. So we've got that. And Laurie, back in the day when I first arrived here um, and I was looking for work in the fashion industry, she was the only person that replied to me sending out CVs to all of these different companies. Oh. And uh, and like, ever since that day, she was she, she just, it was like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Because I was fretting a little bit about what I was going to do. And then... Um, yeah, been here, lived in Mount Vic to start off with, and then we bought a wee house. And then we, um, how I ended up doing, I don't know, do you want me to go into like the community stuff or just, yeah? Sure, I mean, I was going <laughs> to I was gonna get you to tell some Irish stories, but you know. Let's, oh, Irish let's, stories, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was born in the northwest of Ireland in a place called Donegal, Convoy. And um, I've got four sisters and a brother. And a massive family back in Ireland, so I miss them awfully at the minute. So doing, you can imagine with COVID, it's a little bit of a challenge. Thank goodness for things like Zoom and WhatsApp, and um, we've never been so connected mm. online as what we have mm. been over this last year or so. And counting the days until we can all, you know, be reunited and just watching the bubble open, you know, between Australia and New Zealand was like really heartwarming last week and seeing everybody coming over and, mm. you know, hugging their families again that they hadn't seen for such a long time. That was really great. And you, you just live and hope that it's going to happen for us really soon too, to be able to get back to to Europe as well. Um, so, yeah, um, my sister is actually married to a Kiwi as well. She came down here for a wee and she found her husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> did she take him back? She did. So he's living in Ireland now. So we swapped one out for Cultural the other. exchange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah, it's good, good. And um, my, my folks and most of my family have all been down here now, so they, they love it as well. They can see how, how nice, you know, our life is here. It's really great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Was there anywhere in between Ireland and here? Sydney for about five years as well. So worked in the fashion industry there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Worked for a couple of really, you know, when you get your dream job, that was like my dream job at that time in oh, my life. Right. And, you know, I knew that I would never have a job as good as that. And we were, we were making like a lot of very special 
dresses for one-off like red carpet events and stuff like that so the Oscars and the Arias and you know that was it was a really fun thing to do at the time and um, yeah I was good just enjoyed Sydney as well but I don't think I would still be loving it as much if I was living there now I, I, I much prefer you know our life here mm-hmm. yeah so you've got a degree in fashion design yes right? yes and so we've got a diploma in, what was it, garment technology. What, oh, do, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah, so I ended up in Scotland for a little while as well too, in the Scottish College of Textiles on the in the Scottish Borders area in a place called Galashiels. And we went over there and did a, did a year of um, technology. So it was like training um, for the industry. So... Um, after you come away from it was all about design and you know the creative end of things whereas this was the much more practical end of things how I know a factory works how clothing manufacturing works and um just became really really that was a a year training and and just specifically in that area so that was that was a real eye-opener as well it just gave us a lot more you know sort of you know it looked when we went out into the industry looking for a job after we had graduated it was really good knowledge to have yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. So you started out working in fashion here. So yeah, then how did you transition from that to community development work? Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> multitasking. Fashion's really good for that, isn't it? It is. Jack yeah. of all trades. Well, my, my parents always say to me, oh, what are you doing with your, you know, your design degree and all of that? And I'm just like, well, you put your design thinking into how you're going to run, you know, and do things that aren't just fashion that, you know, so community stuff. And in every aspect of life, there is some part of it that is design thinking. Um, so when I had my kids here and then, um, I wanted to, oh, I started getting involved in the, um, crashes and kindies and play centers that they were in and with Plunkett as well. And I just felt like this is a really great opportunity and it wasn't really the same at home in Ireland. And I thought, well, I can't, I haven't got a whole pile of money to give away to people or, you know, to donate, but you know, or to spend at some of the fairs that were run. I says, but I've got my energy to give mm. and I can help them run these things and I can organize them for it. And I just really enjoyed doing it. And then I thought, I could do this. This is this is really fun. And um, it's hard work, but it's fun. And you get to meet so many people when you're doing this as well. So um, I was looking for work just part time after the kids got a lot bit older. And the job in Mount Victoria came up and I thought, I'll just apply and see if I, you know, see what happens. Nothing to lose. And they offered me the role. And that was five years ago. And here I am doing what I'm doing. Like, you know, and, and, you know, we're organizing events, we're organizing street cleanups, just connecting with so many different people throughout the community as well and throughout the city that probably wouldn't have met each other or known of each other before or the things that they're doing. I always call it like the CSI board, you know, that program, um, Crime Scene Investigation, where, you know, you've got all these post-its and you're connecting people and using bits of string to to figure out, well, that person needs to speak to that person. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what we could do together. And, you know, every every conversation that I have, I, I believe is really valuable because, you know, you just don't know what's going to come out of it. And it might be several years down the line that you'll you'll find that you're, oh, yeah, remember that? That happened way back. Let's get back in touch with that person and, and maintaining those friendships as well because a lot of the people that I've met throughout the year are good friends now. Like So, yeah, just... 
Sounds very satisfying. It is satisfying. It's, <laughs> it's hard some days, but isn't everything a little bit hard? And, you know, I just, as my husband always says, you're in the right job because you love to chat. And basically that's what I do a lot of the time <laughs> is chatting and organizing things and and just making things happen. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges you would face? <laughs> what are the challenges? Time. Oh. Time. <laughs> saying no <laughs> not enough hours in the day yeah and and you keep going you know you just sort of go oh that would be so good let's do that and I'll and I'll say yes to a whole pile of things and then I'm like oh my god I'm so tired at the end of it but you just keep going all the time and you know all the community coordinators that are out there they all they all work like they do Trojan work and you just I have such admiration for what they do because they are you know, they're like the organizers, they're the cleaners, they're the booking people, they're doing the invoicing, they're doing all of these different things. So you're multitasking in this one job. And most of them are working by themselves as well, like, you know. And yeah, we've got this great um, rapport with each of them as well. Um, so we're like each other's workmates too. So um, yeah, that's good to have that. Um and I work really closely with City Council as well, the community services team. And that's been really good. And they've put a lot of trust in me to do some of the things that I've been doing as well. Like all of us, you know, they fund us every three years. And um, I suppose just bringing, you know, just making things happen in your community and being reactive to what your your community wants as well, mm. I feel is, is a really valuable um, skill to have. You know, just being able to do that. So sorry, I know you said, but how many years have you been doing that for? Just over five. Right. Feels like a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) I felt a bit like a a fraud last year when I got that award. (laughs) Because I started, I read the, you know, the email um, subject line and I was thinking, oh, who could I I nominate? (laughs) And I started making a list and then I read it and it was me that had been, and I was like, oh my God, this just... (laughs) But you are such um, part of the fabric or one of the key threads of the of the city. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be. I always <laughs> say I don't think I'd be doing this if I was still living in Ireland or if I was still living in Australia. And I feel like New Zealand has given me a massive opportunity to, to, to just be something completely different. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just... And has allowed me to just drive something that I'm really passionate about. And like my parents were really into, you know, community work and everything when we were growing up. So we grew up with it surrounding us all the time. And I'd like to think that my own kids will have the same, you know, feeling whenever they get to get a bit older and they'll value the time that, oh, mommy's out tonight again. (laughs) At a meeting. At a meeting. (laughs) Or we're going off on the bicycle somewhere and, you know, the kids are just dragged along for (laughs) Well, you've got that amazing bicycle now. Oh, I love my bike. (laughs) What do you call it? it Olive. Oh, it's Olive. Yeah. And it's got your trailer. Oh, it's got the trailer. so trailer. Yeah, so last year we did a project with Massey University. It wasn't last year, it was the year before. And they came up with this concept of a movable um, community centre around the city. So that's what the the little trailer is. So last year when we were in lockdown, obviously we were supposed to like run all these different events throughout the year. And we didn't, we weren't able to do that. And we thought, well, we could redirect this money into something that's more usable by everybody in the community. So we built the trailer 
and it fits like two tables and lots of chairs and a piece of carpet and you know lots of props that I just throw on the bike and and just set off and we've been doing this thing called picnics in parks for the last sort of I suppose five or six months now where you pay for parking and you just take over a parking space for an hour somewhere in the city and you um you go to the local cafe there and you bring your coffees out and you drink them in this space and the the last one we did I think we had about seven bikes and 13 people and we had taken over one car space so it just Mm. goes you know you're offsetting Mm. you know how many cars would that have been if we hadn't have been on our bikes and um, I suppose it's just showing people as well in our community how how you know a different way of using public spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really important. Mm, so there is a political aspect there is, to that as there well is as just like, being a good time. It's a bit time. of like urban activism, mm, I think, is mm. the, the correct title for it. And we like to do lots of lot of things like that around the place. And we've got a few more planned in the next little while. And as the weather stays nice, yeah. and we say you just wrap up warmer. It's just a beautiful autumn. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Like. Wellington often has beautiful autumn and winter. Mm, they do. So you've got lots of lots of plans. Any you can share? Uh, well, planning a few more community dinners, which are always good fun. Um, back two years ago, um, well, I do a lot of work with Innermost Gardens, which is a community garden at the top of um, Marjorie Bank Street, Gorgeous. just in the Greenbelt. It is this beautiful? Like, and we started doing. It was one of the first events that I ran. Was a community dinner there. There was a chef. Um, and he worked with the uh, Cordon Bleu School just down on Lower Cuba. And he really wanted to cook a dinner for the community. So that was the start of it. So he came in and he just cooked everything for us. And we just brought people along and they just gave a koha for what, you know, to, to have dinner that evening. And we've been running between four and five dinners every year since then. And at one of the dinners, I think it was about two or three years ago, we were sitting discussing all the olive trees in Mount Victoria and uh, we're like, what happens to the olives? And there was a story from a few years back where they had harvested them once and made olive oil. And I thought, well, let's do that again. <laughs> so the following weekend, we got out our rakes and we went off and we harvested olives for two weeks or two hours. And we ha- I think we got about 110 kilos of olives and we sent it off to make olive oil. And then that olive oil has been used every meal that we've had since wow and we've got one coming up now on the 13th of june yeah that's so great yeah so we're going to do that again and we're hopefully going to get a few other suburbs involved as well too so each suburb has their own olive oil to to make you know to use in their community Mm -hmm. dinners and if not you know solely from that area maybe just a mount victoria matarangi um olive oil would be really cool and we can do one in Hi Tai Tai as well, and you know, take it to Newtown and take it to yeah, lots of other places. Cool. Yeah, but that was just a little, you know, novel thing that we did. Doing street cleanups as well, which are really good. Uh, just gets everybody out and involved, um, tidying up. And the po- picnics and parks are a great one. So that's every Friday between eleven thirty and one. We're going to be at Swimsuit this Friday. Oh yay! And uh, just got it up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, so we're actually in Tiaro Park tomorrow as well with the, the hublet. So that's what we've called the trailer is the okay. hublet. And, um, it's a it's, very tiny hub. <laughs> it's a very tiny <laughs> hub. But we just like make it our, bring in, it's like bringing the inside out, you know, bringing it onto the streets yeah. and, and being visible in your community as well. 
um, I think is really important as a community coordinator because sometimes you can be in behind, stuck behind a desk in an office and nobody really knows what you're doing. Whereas if you're out and about all the time, it's it's clear what you're at and people know your name and people know who you are and what you're doing and mm. if they need something done. You're like, oh, you can you can help me with that. Yeah. And it's really fun to be that person. Do you find it easy to find people to help you with this and that? Uh, there are challenges, but generally, yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. I always say if you promise people food and music, they'll show up. I think that's a really good thing. And if you look at like the bigger, massive projects or festivals around, it's food and music. So Cuba Dupa, food and music yeah. and entertainment. You know, you'll you'll get people out and about. And um, yeah, I just, I just love... I think I love mummy, being the mummy, you know, just like looking after people. <laughs> That's and and just bringing them into the fold and making them feel welcome and like sit down and, you know, have a chat and like, let's do something. Yeah. Have a cup of tea. <laughs> and you do that well, Trish. <laughs> How did it feel winning that award? Oh, <laughs> And going up on the stage with Ashley Bloomfield. Oh, yeah. I know. I asked, I asked Ashley if he would come to Ireland to, you know, sort their issues out with COVID. Because gosh knows they could do with somebody. <laughs> Who knows what they're talking about. And it was actually Laurie that gave me my award as well, too. So sort oh. of serendipitous that we're here. We've got a fashion oh, background. No. We've, you know, known each other for a wee while now. Well, almost as, as long it's as It's actually pure chance. I didn't even mm. tell her the review no, initially. thank you. <laughs> So nice. <laughs> um, I felt like, oh, I felt like a bit of a fraud because there were so many cool people there. Um, you know, Helica from um, Rebicycle and everything and, you know, all the other amazing people and Hugo Girl. And I was like, oh, my God. This is a... And I think I fangirled everybody a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> I brought one of my other Irish friends with me. She's like, oh, my God. She was running around. I think she was more excited about everybody. Let's get selfies. <laughs> I felt like we were like, you know, um, groupies almost to everybody else who was there who we just really admire and who've done an amazing thing. And, you know, when you when you hear some of the really lovely things that people have said about you, it's very humbling. Yeah. So. Oh, lovely. We deserve it. <laughs> Oh, it's been so awesome having you two here, and it did work out quite well. It, it's quite interesting. You both come from the fashion industry, and you're now you're both involved with helping the community and helping build Wellington. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we can. We'll I'll take just, that. <laughs> <laughs> I so, just say onwards and upwards as well. You know, with what we can achieve. You know, mm. from mm. our perspective, anyway. Yeah. Mm. I'm and not. You're both off now. Yeah. You're. Trish, you're off to a cycle Wellington meeting, and Laurie, you're off to talk about long term plan to a community Bear, meeting. Bear 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 yeah. yeah, back it down in the poor. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's your home ground, of course. <laughs> There's a really good um, long term plan uh, sort of uh, thing, drop in thing on Cuba Street that's been run by Generation Zero. Nice. Uh, on Saturday, between, I think it's 10 and 3, I could be wrong, but around that time in the middle of the day and yeah I'd say there'll be some interesting conversations had around it that would right. be a good well. place to go if you yeah. wanting inspiration yep. for yeah. right I should think yeah well Trish you've actually chosen the song that we're going to go out on <laughs> yeah. today and it starts a little oddly it does yeah there's a lot of giggling there that on. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of yeah um, I had to listen to it a couple of times I was like what is this about you can skip that feedback <laughs> if you need to oh, no, that's a bit technical it's too hard We'll just, we'll just do it. So um, you've been listening to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio. 
Um, it's been really cool talking to Laurie and Trish, and we are going to go out with a little bit of the Divine Comedy doing something for the weekend. Kia ora, Wellington. Thank you, CD. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding accessmedia.nz.